Hi, back here on OMF. It is Patriots Monday. We're live down here at Gillette Stadium. It's time for us to uh, talk to the coach. How you doing, Bill? Congratulations. Winner Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, thank you. Always always good to get that first one. Sure is. Right out of the uh, gate. You never know what you're going to get on that first one, I would think, huh? Yeah, well, there were some uh, unusual situations in the game. Uh, ended up with some good situational football, and uh, they threw some, some things at us that we hadn't seen and had to make some adjustments, too. So um, it was a good you know, good experience in the opening game for all of us. So Deshaun Watson, uh, the first time you guys saw him, had an unbelievable game. Um, obviously, coming back uh, off the injury, were you surprised? Um, he looked a little nervous, maybe a little skittish at times. Were you, were, did you, were, you, were you surprised to, to see that how easily, not easily, but how you guys were able to corral him for the most part? Oh, he's a hard guy to handle. You know, he made a made a good play on the third and short scramble. Um, he, you know, we we've seen him in preseason uh, on a few plays. Uh, I think he's back to full strength. I just think we put a lot of emphasis in trying to contain him. And uh, you know, he's a tough guy to handle. I, I think he'll have his place before it's over. You know, Bill. In, in years past, it almost seems like guys like that that get out of the pocket. That it almost seems like you're just looking to contain him and keep him there. But you guys put a lot of pressure on him as well. Was it, and without blitzing at all, was it part of it? Was it just winning one-on-one battles, no blitz, and your front four? You're surprised at how much pressure they put. Uh, yeah, that's what you know. You always try to do. You always try to put pressure on them and keep them contained. Sometimes uh, that's a little easier said than done. But um, yeah, that's what we tried to do, and I thought we did a. A competitive job at it. it wasn't perfect, but um, yeah, you don't want to just let him stand back there and not run. You're gonna you want to force the issue, but still not let him run. You know, a, a big part of that it seems like um, the interior defensive linemen, how important their their I guess uh, their push is, and you know, being sound in that area seemed like they got a good push, and the, and the guys on the edge weren't running past them, which. I just feel like the defensive tackles kind of get overlooked when it comes to rushing the pass. They may not get there, but it seemed like those guys were affecting the play. Right, no question. You've got to have uh, both components of that. If if the defensive, if the inside players don't get into the pocket, then the quarterback steps up and there's space. And if the outside guys run past, then that creates space too. So essentially you have six gaps uh, with five linemen, right? And so you have four rushers and six gaps to cover. So you, you can't get them all covered. Um so you just have to be able to try to put yourself in a position where there's not too much space in the gap that you don't have covered, and it'll keep a guy like that from running and picking up an easy first down. You know, I, in the past with with um, mobile quarterbacks that can run, uh, sometimes it looks like you guys you know have a, a good blitz package that that's specific to that guy, and then sometimes you just rush three, rush four, and you play coverage. Was there anything that you saw with Watson maybe in the past? Uh, from the last time you guys played him that decided, okay, listen, we're just going to rush four and we're not going to blitz as much? Uh, well, I think we did a little bit of everything. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to give him or the offensive line or Billy O'Brien the same look on every single play. So we tried to mix it up a little bit, and we had some different players in there that created some different matchups. So, um, But we, we did a lot of that. We certainly did a lot of four-man rush. And, again, uh, the players did a great job of, uh, rushing to be disruptive, but at the same time with containment. Let's go to the other side. Um, you spent a lot of time this week talking about Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt, Merciless, and the guys. Uh, how about the job that Trent Brown did on the left side, Marcus Cannon on the on the right side? Better than what you thought you were going to get, especially with Trent Brown right out of the gate? Uh, well, it's uh, 
again, a lot of it's team offense. It's getting the ball out on time. It's the receivers getting open. It's the offensive line doing their job. And I thought we did a pretty good job of that overall for the first three quarters. Uh, they got us a little bit a couple times there in the fourth quarter uh, before the final drive. But uh, it's a very good line. They're hard to block. They've got a lot of good players. And uh, I thought our guys hung in there with them pretty well. Um, so Trent did a good job. Marcus did a good job. L.A., all of our perimeter guys on the edge, uh, I thought hung in there. Is it different for you for going up against a guy like Romeo, somebody you've known for so long, respect him? Is it that you know what he wants to do, but yet he knows you as well? Is that a different type of game as opposed to maybe going up against a defensive coordinator you're not familiar with? Uh, well, I think we know Romeo's going to take away the things that you do best, so um, how he decides to do it, that's, that's a different story. Um, but he's hard to go up against because you don't, He'll change from week to week and, and give you a different look, which he got us um, on several different looks uh, yesterday uh, in their dime package, some of their coverages. Um, so it's it's always a challenge. Romeo's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, so it's it's always tough to go against him. Billy O'Brien's taking some heat in Houston for not calling a timeout um, because there was no challenge out of New York initially with, um, with the Gronk uh, catch. And we were talking about this earlier. When you have the process, the way it works now, Bill, in the old days, I say the old days, a couple of years ago, the official would stop the game. He would make the decision on the field. Now it's going back to New York. Well, you guys smartly came right up to the line of scrimmage, bam, ran a play. New York and Riveron never got an opportunity, apparently, to do anything in New York. Does that process work right now, and do you have to look at this thing differently and that New York's got to make that decision, and it's going to take a while before they do it. Uh, well, uh, in, in that particular case, uh, we only had one timeout left. We weren't going to use it after that play, so we, we were trying to. We were in a two-minute drive. We were trying to, you know, press the issue. We weren't going to stand there and, and waste time. No, what you did, I understand what you were doing, but what I'm saying is, is it difficult right now in this situation and that it has to go back to New York? Well, New York may be looking at multiple games as opposed to where an official could decide they want to look at it again. Yeah, well, you'd have to talk to the officiating department about that. I don't really know what the mechanics are in New York and who's watching what and so forth. That's, that's a question I don't know. In a situation like that, Okay, if you if you throw the flag, you can't throw the challenge flag challenge flag inside two minutes. If you do, it's a penalty. Um, I can easily see you know some coaches just you know throwing it uh, maybe just because they're emotional. Do you have somebody just take that flag away from you? Not that you're emotional that you're going to lose your cool, but I would just I wouldn't even want that thing near me just in case I had the urge to throw it and just for, in a in a moment of lapse of judgment you just forget what the rule is. You have a flag guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, I think I have to be responsible for that. So, uh, which is okay. I, I don't think it's too much. Is there um, when we were talking about just how the like how long it takes for the review crew in New York City to I guess identify? Okay, there's a play we need to review. It's inside inside two minutes. The coach, the only thing he can do is call a timeout. Did you guys realize, like, okay, it takes maybe 13.5 seconds. So if this situation comes up, you guys have 12 seconds to get your butts up there, either kill it or run a play. I mean, is that – because I know you, you, there's a lot of, you know, breaking down rules and, you know, situations. 
Right. Well, yeah, first of all, when you're in a two-minute drive, as you know, Christian, you don't know how much time you have. You just know as soon as the play's over, you want to get to the line and run the next play and get off as many plays as possible. Um, there is a replay official in the booth, though. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, there's officials in New York as well, but there's a replay official in the booth. He's part of the crew. And so uh, I, I think actually it's his job to um, call down to the crew and let them know if there's a play that he feels like should be reviewed, uh, for example, in that situation where it's um, under two minutes and there's no challenge involved. So um, could it happen in New York? I mean, I suppose it could, but there's a replay official in the booth, kind of similar to the but different than the um, concussion um, spotter. Uh, so it's the same Oh, it's it? the same type of process. So there is somebody there in the stadium. Yeah, there's a replay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, each crew has a replay uh, official, uh, and they have a, a as I I think they also have a replay assistant too. I think there are actually two of them. Um, but again, I don't know what the mechanics are on that. Uh, I know they're part of the crew to how exactly the communication works uh, between the referee and all his crew and the replay official and so forth. Um, again, I'm not involved in that communication, so I don't know exactly how it works, but they can all talk to each other uh, in some form or fashion. And um, So I know if I'm on the sideline and, and ha- something happens and I, and I ask our official uh, that's near me, the headlinesman or the, the line judge, um, on a play, he can either give me the answer or he can say, well, wait a second, let me check with so-and-so and I'll find out who the penalty was yeah. on or whatever. So... Um, but there is a communication there. Again, how exactly it it's how it functions uh, that would be a question you'd have to ask the officials. I don't I don't know that for sure. With the new rule, did you think that was a catch? Now that you don't have to survive the ground, would that be a catch that Gronk play? Uh, I thought it was a catch on the field, but um, again, it was you know it's a bang bang play. You know, I thought he had possession of the ball. It was knocked out after he after he came down uh, the way it looked to me. So, so, so Bill, we look at the draft. There's been some uh, you know, unlucky stuff as, as far as injuries go, but Juwan Bentley, um, 51 snaps, I think, yesterday. If you ask Rob Ninkovich, he'll tell you strictly because he's from Purdue and he's just a smart football <laughs> there player. There you go. <laughs> but uh, what, what have you seen? Maybe just give this rookie 51 snaps and that much responsibility here right out of the gate. Uh, well, he earned it, uh, as they all do. Players earn the playing, t- playing time that they get. Juwan's had a good good spring good camp and and uh, whatever playing time he gets here because it looked like he was uh, he lined up a lot on the outside too with some of the running backs coming out of the backfield uh it depends on the call and the formation but uh, he he could be out there i mean he usually plays in the middle but he could be outside based on what we have called and and what we're uh how they how, to, how they deploy you know a uh, philip dorsett uh seven targets seven catches touchdown uh tom talked about him in the post game, specifically, you know, doing a good job with op- option routes, making the right decisions, anticipating. Um, seems like the light has gone on for him. Um, have you noticed that also? Well, I think Phil, uh, as most players do in our system, benefited a lot from uh, being here last year and then getting off to a fresh start this year and starting uh, with a year of experience that he didn't have last year. You know, he came in last year in September, so he'd already missed all training camp and. Um, there's a lot of catching up to do. You're just trying to learn a game plan and so forth. Whereas this year he was able to, um, you know, learn from scratch, work the techniques, and really just 
you know, get a better understanding and, and a better foundation in our system than he had last year. Um, and that's true of a lot of a lot of players that uh, go through that process. So I think he's way ahead of where he was last year. He's done a great job for us. Kickoff returns. Um, they seem to get good <coughs> field position. How much of that was just not making the play? or How much of it is this new rule now where you've got to wait, you've got to take off? Is that a factor at all? Well, it's probably a little bit of a factor, but um, we just got to do a better job. We didn't didn't do a good job with the kickoff uh, coverage. We got to coach better. We got to play better. Uh, we can't give up that kind of field position consistently on that play. And so that's an area we need to work on for sure. I, random question, just th- going back to the old days. Um, do you guys still get, do, you, do you guys still give out game balls for wins? Like every individual guys, individual performance. Is that still a thing with you guys? We, we recognize uh, different areas of performance weekly, yes. I was always curious, is the, does, a, does a coach nominate a player, like his, his, one, of his, one of his position players, and it is, is it, do you guys debate on it? And is it I'm just curious how that, how that goes down. Because you know, a guy like Gronk could have a good game you know, six weeks in a row. Brady could have a great game. You know, or maybe, because I remember Holmgren, only one offensive player got a, a game ball, one defensive player got a game ball, and that was it. But you guys do it differently, uh, at least from, from when I was there. Like if, it could be three offensive guys. I'm just curious how that process works with you guys, or can a, someone, can a player nominate himself? Yeah, no players. <laughs> I pull for myself. <laughs> player of the game. Thanks, yeah. that, that, that work. No, that's not really the way it works. No, yeah, I, I'd say so. there. Uh, we again, we have different uh, recognition for um, the game, the week, and so forth. And um, it would just depend on again who we feel like earns it. Uh, and it's not necessarily the guy who has the most yards or the most tackles or whatever, but just overall performance and the jobs that he had to do and how well he did them. Um, and other things that might have taken place during the week, uh, and so forth. So uh, it's not a that's not a set formula, but we have ways to recognize players individually for what they've done. Um, that doesn't override the team performance, but it does, uh, I'd say, recognize and and give give um, you know an accolade to guys who have done something special, whether it's a game performance or or other other things that we talk about. Yeah. You know, you guys uh, put Duke Dawson on the IR. You activate Riley McCarron, and obviously ball security is a big part of, of what this league is all about and what you preach. And I'm curious, you got a young kid who's out there. Nobody probably feels worse than he does for, for muffing a, uh, the, the punt. How, how do you sort of get, do you gain confidence, try to get confidence back into the kid? Because a lot of people feel like he's already voted off the island. You know what I mean? He, he missed that punt up. How do you try to regain confidence to a kid that has a moment like that in a game? Yeah, well, look, we all make a lot of mistakes, and, and – uh we have to learn from them and try to keep working hard and improve them. So um, everybody's really in that category. Every every player and coach that participated in the game, we can all look at things that happened in the game and and see things that we, we can do better. So that's our challenge is to identify those, uh, work hard to correct them, and, and do it better next time. Do you give them another shot next week? Yeah, well, we'll talk about the whole uh, situation, obviously. We've got a – you know, look at the players that are available on a roster, what everybody's <laughs> role is, and so forth. Uh, each game's different in terms of uh, our game plan. We don't always have the same players active. Depends on what their roles are, and so forth. So we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. 
You had a tough defense you had to go up against um, in yesterday's game. You got a pushover defense next Sunday in uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> that should be that should be easy going up against them. Uh, problems they present for you, especially coming off that playoff game. Well, it's a very talented group. Uh, they're they're really pretty strong in every position. Uh, they have a good front. Their linebackers are are fast, and and they have good coverage coverage players. So. Uh, they make you work for every yard, and um, they turn the ball over. Uh, and they can they can take it away from you as well as, uh, as stop you and get the ball back. Uh, you know, on downs they can they can get it going the other way in a hurry, strip sacks and tip balls and strip fumbles and interceptions and so forth. So uh, we're gonna have to do a great job with our ball security, better than we did last week. We can't we can't be turning the ball over three times a, a game and and think that that's gonna win for us. That's just not a good good formula. So we we're able to. Overcoming against Houston, but that's uh, that's not where we want to be. Big game for Matt Patricia today. Uh, serve a bunch of purposes in playing against the Jets. That's got to make you happy. Have you been able to um, uh, reach out to him, or or will you? Will you? How tempted will you be? I know it's a busy workday for you um, to get maybe just pay attention to how he's doing and how uh, just how he's coaching that team up in his first uh, first try. Yeah, well, like you said, this is an easy one, really. It's easy to root for him. It's easy to root against the team <laughs> division. So uh, all the stars are in alignment there. Uh, yeah, I've talked to Matt. Yeah. Um, of course, we wish him well. What do you – What do you? I'm just curious. You know, first-year coach, I mean, you've been there before. You've had other coaches leave and go other places. If there was one piece of advice you would give, uh, you know, a first-year coach in his first game as a head coach, what would it be? Yeah, well, in all honesty, I have enough trouble just trying to trying to coach our team. I can't really worry about everybody else, and, and everybody's team and situation, circumstances are different. Their challenges are different. So, um, you know, other than than wishing somebody well, I don't, I don't. Let's try to do the best job I can. I don't worry about everybody else, and just try to give myself some good advice. Okay. Can we um, real quick? Last one for me. We, we we heard we saw earlier this week that you you had a new dog named Nike. That it seemed in this special that you're pretty adamant that he probably should have been named Jack, and I'm just curious. On quiet moments, do you still call him Jack, <laughs> or do you go by Nike? Yeah, I got overridden on that one. So, uh. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think any of us have named our dogs. <laughs> Len- Len- Len's got kids. the trump card on that. So, uh, yeah, Nike it is. All right. All right. So we're gonna wrap things up with our drive of the week, Coach. Uh, your favorite drive of the week. Oh. Uh, well, it's it's always good to get on the board first. So uh, we're able to get the turnover on the first play on the on the read option, and um, Kyle kind of penetrated in there and looked like they had a, a miscommunication between the handoff and the keep, and then uh, to be able to convert that into a touchdown with um, a great play from um, Tom to Rob and catcher on the goal line. Um, can't forget Rob's dance after the after the <laughs> that touchdown. Was <laughs> that was to go with the spike. Uh, so. That was um, that was a good drive. We'll, we'll put that one in there. Okay. When do they practice those? Is that Wednesday? What well, day? The yeah, dances? it must be somewhere. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so it must be somewhere uh, outside of my sight. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, our drive of the week was brought to you by the Boston area Mercedes Benz dealers. And now the, you convers- can go. And the conversation <laughs> with the coach brought to you by Putnam Investments. Putnam Investments and New England Patriots proud partners committed to an active game plan on the field and off. One down, 15 to go. Good luck next week down in Jacksonville, Coach. All right, appreciate it. Talk Thanks, to you on Glenn Monday. Christian, thank you. Bill Belichick right here on OMF.